And uh, Brother Derek Young is going to preach our first message. I um, preached the funeral last week, and I used a phrase from the book of Nehemiah, where Nehemiah said, I and some few men with me. Everybody knew who Nehemiah was, the builder. But Nehemiah knew personally who those few men were that stood with him, that worked with him, and made it all possible. Derek Young is one of those men and a great uh, uh, asset to our college, director of activities, a servant's heart. You can enjoy hearing him preach after the fellows sing. Fellows, I'm going to have you do a mic check. I, I hate to do that. It's a little unprofessional. Check. but Test. Test. Pa- that, that, that mm, test. You fellows are a little unprofessional. <laughs> God made provision by the blood of his son, and the price for my sin was paid. He paid it all. The debt that I owed, he paid it all. With Calvary's flow, for all my sin, the Savior paid. He gave his life and rose from the grave. He paid it all. I'm bought with a price. He paid it all. With one sacrifice. Once and for all, he bought my soul, he paid it all. Now God only sees what atonement, our works could not justify. It had to be Jesus, it had to be blood, that one holy sacrifice. The debt that I owed, he paid it all. With Calvary's flow, for all my sin, the Savior paid. He gave his life, then rose from the grave. He paid it all. I'm bought with a price. He paid it all. With one sacrifice, once and for all, he bought my soul. He paid it I'm just checking. Am I on now? Do I do what I need to do there? Good. All right. That was just the college kids. They're still trying to get an A in that class, and it just doesn't help. It is so good to see each and every one of you. What a blessing. And uh, what I tell you, what encouraged us, there's no doubt we wouldn't have blamed anybody from staying home. As a matter of fact, my kids were trying to convince me that Nehemiah's message today was stay on the couch. <laughs> and it had not been for Mrs. Young, we probably would have been there, but... Uh, 
No, it's so good. I knew that you were coming. We wouldn't hate to miss it. I, what a blessing. You, you've encouraged our hearts, you have. And uh, it's good to see folks dedicated like that and coming out. Now, I'm going to talk just a little bit before I say anything worthwhile. So if I could get some help, though. Guys, I don't know. We had a bunch of these blocks that were here last night. Maybe we could round up those 15 blocks. Are they down around the side there? Anybody help me out? Brother Dave sitting in here. They're over here. Can I use them? Is that okay? Is that would I, get Caleb and Tim and a couple of my boys, would you just grab these blocks and just put them over here to my right real quick? While they're doing that, I just want to make a few comments. First of all, appreciate the, thank you, fellas. Appreciate <laughs> That's why we have to rebuild the wall all the time, amen? Appreciate those guys singing today. I told them that uh, one of them was, uh, said, well, we're singing right before you, Brother Young. Oh, that's good. And uh, I said, uh, if you... Uh, uh, now, if I don't tease you, in other words, I say nothing about you, then I didn't like the song. Well, anyway, let's go on. And, um, well, they did a good job. Appreciate that. Looking forward to uh, hearing these uh, young people as they'll sing for us today and the ladies and, uh, and uh, going out this summer. We're excited about that opportunity. And then for some of you, the, uh, the comments about the skit, you're new here. You'd have no idea what they were referring to. I'm the brother young they tried to kill off. They killed off last year in the skits and gave me the memorial of the donut cart and all that. Now, I'll just, I'm not going to go into the detail, but that had to originate from comments on these posters, and I had a poster that inspired that motion and comment uh, the, two, three years ago. So usually I stop and comment on these things, and, you know, I'm gaining a little weight. Um, <laughs> those big head wall things, they just don't do you well. And here's what I thought. When Brother Bobbitt was taking the picture, he said, hold your head in such a way. I thought, you know, with glasses, you're just trying to avoid the glare of the, of the camera. And I just realized he's trying to keep me from having a double chin. I mean, that's <laughs> sort of embarrassing, to be honest with you. But on the other side, though, I did, I did take this note. I am on the skinny wall. Just an observation. They know who to put on that side. Wait a second. Ah, now, I love you, preacher. I do. I appreciate that. <laughs> Actually, his comments to open meant a lot to me. That's, uh, that was very meaningful. I was slightly worried, though, when he started the introduction with, I preached a funeral last week. <laughs> oh, Wow. So, dearly beloved, we are gathered here. <laughs> Take your Bible, if you would, and turn the page. Or turn the page. <laughs> We're doing good. <laughs> Psalm 122, if you would. Why don't you stand with me? We're going to read a few verses here. Matter of fact, we're going to read the entire psalm. It's a short psalm. I'd like for your help here on a couple of these verses to read. And then, of course, uh, give you a thought for today and a message here this morning and We've got so much to do and, and, uh, today, and we're excited about it. Uh, we're going to get it all in one way or the other, but, uh, but this is the focal point. It's the Word of God, and I look forward to hearing uh, uh, Brother Davis. He's always a great preacher, does it well. Last night was tremendous, and uh, they asked me last night, though. They, some of my kids came in work, uh, late, and they were back there, and they had to stay out in the, the foyer, and the sound wasn't on, but they, the camera was, and Brother Cooper's up here, and boy, he was just, uh, he was ripping and roaring, and they said, Dad, was it hot up there on the platform? I said, yeah, it was hot, but that, that, that really didn't have to matter about that 
message right there. He was hot anyway, wasn't he? And uh, you say, Brother Young, will you preach like that this morning? Boy, two of those wind-sucking ends, and I'm done. I hyperventilate. <laughs> You're going to have to call the ambulance. <laughs> and uh, So no, no, I won't do that. I'll let Brother Davis try that a little bit, but I'm not going to do that. But I do, I have a good thought for you here today, and uh, the Bible is a, a wonderful book, isn't it? Amen. A lot of truths in it. So let's read uh, Psalm 122, 122, and I'll tell you the verses I'd like for you to join in just a minute. Verse number one, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I, don't you enjoy just being here? Amen. Amen. It's a blessing. Read with me verse number two and three, if you would. Our feet shall not stand within the gate. Oh, uh, let's read with me. I'll read the, I'm going I'm to open up my King James Bible this time, and I'm going to read with you. Here we go. Verse number two, our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is builded as a city that is compact together. Now I'll read on. Whither the tribes go up, and the tribes of the Lord, unto the testimony of Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there are, uh, for there are set thrones of judgment, and thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I was doing that last night. Uh, they shall prosper that lovely. By the way, I wish uh, our uh, leaders of our country would uh, recognize that verse right there. Read with me verse number 7, if you would. Peace be within thy walls, and prosperity within thy palaces. Now I'll read. For my brethren and companions' sake, I will now say, Peace be within thee, because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek thy good. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask your blessing now in this time. Lord, I've asked you to bless. I, Lord, I believe this message is of you, and I pray it would be a help. Lord, there may just be a few that will help immediately today. All of us need to be reminded of it. So, Lord, I pray that you'd give us uh, your power and that, Lord, uh, each would yield to it, that they may hear what you'd have. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I chose this passage because we read of a time in Israel when Israel was at its, well, its zenith, its, its peak. We're at the king, David, is on the throne, and he... Uh, speaks of here a blessed nation and he uses for the illustration of that nation the the city of jerusalem and here is a time when jerusalem is again at its peak moment in history and and and, and everything is going well and the uh, people of god are being blessed and again i read to us again verse 7 peace be within thy walls he's speaking of jerusalem and prosperity within thy palaces we find here that in this time frame, this, what I would say, glorious history of Israel, we find that the wall represents peace and God's blessing. He uses the word prosperity, so I'll use that. We find here that the wall would represent the peace and the prosperity that God has allowed his people to have. What a wonderful time. Glorious time. But we realize that the walls of ancient times were not just built for, to represent peace and prosperity. Uh, a casual student of history would recognize the importance that a wall brought to the defense of a city. As a matter of fact, even in our Bible, so many times we have reference to that idea. And I thought of one and, and uh, came up with one out of, uh, and you don't have to turn there, Second Chronicles chapter 14, verse number 7, when the king who was on the throne, Asa, said this to his people, Therefore he said unto Judah, Let us build these cities, and make about them walls and towers and gates and bars, while the land is yet before us. Because we have sought the Lord our God, we have sought him, and he hath given us rest on every side. 
so they built and prospered. It's interesting to note that, uh, the, again, the idea of peace rests on every side, and prosperity are mentioned in this verse, and he connects it to the walls. And what does he say? We have been blessed of God, and it's time to build now the cities, plural, not just Jerusalem, but the cities around, and let's add walls to those, and let's uh, give them towers and bars and protection and defenses, because God has blessed us with peace and prosperity. Now, you may wonder, well, if God's given you that, why would you need to build walls around towns? Aren't they there for defense? And if you're not in a peaceful time? Oh, yes, that's true. And matter of fact, in the very same chapter, King Asa faces the first million-man march <laughs> under the Ethiopian Zerah, comes with a very large army, not in protest this time, though, but uh, for conquest. And now aren't they glad that they had the walled cities at that time? You see, King Asa was a very wise man who, in times of peace and prosperity, said, there's still an enemy out there. And so we need to build a wall in preparation for that time, not if it would come, but when it will come. And when it came, they were ready for it. And so the wall represents peace and prosperity in glorious times, but a wall also represents safety and security in troublesome times. Now, let's fast forward a couple hundred years to the event that we're using as our cornerstone event, uh, the time of Nehemiah. And let's examine God's people and that city of Jerusalem then. We read about it in David's day, but in Nehemiah's day, it was troublesome times. The people of God had been dispersed and had been in captivity for many years now. Uh, the folks that were there in the area were some of the poorest of the poor, and, and though some were returning from captivity, when they returned, it was a it was a sad state of affairs. And that great city that David could uh, praise and recognize God's blessing and that peace and prosperity was now, well, Nehemiah sort of says it best as he would in chapter 2, verse 17. He said, Then I said I unto them, Ye see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come, and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that we be no more a reproach. Nehemiah calls the condition of Jerusalem a reproach and specifically connects that thought to the broken walls. There were no walls that represented peace and blessing. There were no walls now that represented safety and security. J Jerusalem lay in waste. God's people were ashamed and something had to be done. Now, the messages, of course, that you'll hear and have heard and will hear are going to focus in on that thought specifically and i'm not going to necessarily focus it on nehemiah's day but what an illustration of what can happen when the walls are broken down what other thought just as there was in david's day even just as there was in ace's day uh, there was an enemy in nehemiah's day and we find the narrative of that story as nehemiah sought to build the wall there were those that were seeking to keep it from being built to keep it to be destroyed and keeping it uh, as a reproach unto the nation of Israel. Now, let me set aside those specific illustrations to a little more general one for you and I today. What I'll describe here could probably be the majority of your testimony or your story. I know it wasn't mine. You see, when you were born and as you grow up, there are folks that started building a wall around you. It was a wall of design to bring peace and prosperity in your life. 
for most of you, it was your parents that started that. And uh, they prayed for you. They stayed up all night with you when you were sick. At least your mom did. <laughs> I need to be honest with the story as my kids are listening also. <laughs> Don't want to give them false impression. How was your night's sleep, honey? Oh, it was great. How about you? Oh, I was up with the kids all night. Were you really? I wish you'd call me when that happens. I did. I tried five times. (laughs) But wait a second. Your folks are building walls and have been building walls in your life. Because they love you. And, And it is their goal that they would provide peace and prosperity to your life. But not only that, safety and security to your life. That's the heart's desire. So, Brother Young, I don't come from a family like that. I understand that, and that, that would be the case for some of you. But I can tell you what, some people are building walls in your life because you're here today. You wouldn't be here if anyone didn't, no one cared about you. So maybe it's a youth pastor. Maybe it's a pastor. Maybe it's uh, some spiritual guidance in your life that have been working hard to build walls in your life so that you'll have peace and prosperity. You see, it's not because they don't like you or hate you or want to hinder you. It's because they love you. And they know that the walls that are built in your life are there to design to keep the enemy out. Because, young people, we sure do have an enemy. That old devil, he, he hates you. And he's got a whole world system that desires to destroy your life. And so they've been working hard and they've been building the walls. And the enemies outside, by the way... Sometimes you don't even know this, but they've been continuing to build the walls while battling. You see, they themselves, boy, when I was a kid, I didn't understand the struggles and difficulties mom and dad were going through. Occasionally I caught wind that something wasn't right. Occasionally I saw them talking in hushed tones off in the corner. And I didn't really understand that. I went on my merry little way thinking everything's great. But they were building walls of peace and prosperity and safety and security and yet at the same time battling the old devil trying to keep him out of our home i'd have pastors boy he'd, he'd be there and he'd preach a, a message on on uh, on uh, uh, joy and and peace and god's blessing and and i had no idea he was facing the battles that he was facing i had no idea that my youth pastor was struggling i had a youth pastor that uh, oh he had to take some personal attacks even from from within the church, and unjustly so. And, and yet, you never know, we never heard about it in youth group. Boy, while he was building walls in our lives, he was battling, trying to protect us from that enemy without. Boy, I love, I think I love the memory of, of my folks. And by the way, good, good godly people. And still are, still, still on the wall, amen. Talk about staying on the wall. I think of, uh, again, uh, spiritual guidance in my life, whether it be a teacher, whether it be someone at the college, whether it be someone in my past, my youth pastor, my pastors, they built walls around my life because the enemy was there. I thought it was peaceful times, but there was a war that was on. And they were battling, and though it was maybe a peaceful and prosperous, glorious time in my life, the, the battle was out there. The enemy was there, and they were preparing the wall for the time that I'd have to face them. Now, with that, with that laid as foundation, you know, as you grow up, you're given a little mini trowel. This is not the kind that you would have done, worked on the wall there, for sure. Uh, this does the drywall. This is the fine-tuning stuff. So, uh, 
But it is a tool that would be used, and as a, as a junior wall builder, this is what you'd be handled and given. And, uh, and uh, now you're growing up. You're in your teenage years, and there's some responsibility. And now you recognize, you know, there is an enemy out there. They've been telling me about that enemy all this time. And, and occasionally you've been up on the wall when your church has been on the wall, and you've glanced over there, and you've seen the attacks, and maybe you handed a tool, and maybe you were the guy that was just holding the trowel while they had to swing the sword. But, but you're getting to that point in time, you realize there is an enemy out there. There's something out there at least. But the most dangerous part of time, young people, and I just may be talking to a few here, is when you become an enemy to yourself. Now, what do I mean by that? Instead of being curious about building a wall and keeping these walls strong, that the folks that loved you, and remember what they wanted, they wanted peace and prosperity, safety and security in your life. Instead of looking at those walls as such, you start looking at those walls as barriers. You start looking at those walls from the inside saying, I wonder really what's out there. Oh, I know they call them the enemy, but are they really that bad? And instead of using that tool to help build or mend a wall, what you start doing is you start scratching at the wall and start getting into the mortar. I'm just, just curious. Oh, they won't take me long. I'm battling out there, but I'm just, I'm just curious to see. And so you... Try to remove a brick from that wall, just so you can look out. No, not to look out to see what kind of defense you need to be prepared for for the attack, but just to see what they're doing in their camp. Now, 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 now let me just tell you this, young people. I don't need to know, and you don't need to know what's going on in the enemy's camp. You said, no, no, wait, wait a second, I'm, I'm trying to strategize. Oh, no, that's what I'm, not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about trying to peer over there and see what do they do at the campfire. I wonder, what, I wonder what kind of things they do. I know we sing songs about Jesus and, and, uh, and, 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 and God and service and all that here, but I wonder what kind of songs they're singing around their campfire. Let me just get a little, let me just, just peek through that wall. And then all of a sudden it looks, well, it doesn't look so bad. They don't look quite as nasty is what we keep saying they're like matter of fact they're look at that that guy's waving at me over there he can't be it ain't that bad you're an enemy you're not gonna wait gotta be friendly huh, i need a little better view and so you start you start tearing down these walls now young person can i tell you this that uh, not to insult your intelligence but you're not smart enough to know that by tearing down this wall, you're, you're, you say, well, I'm just trying to help myself, get a better appreciation for the world. Look, the people who built the wall, they've been there. They know what the world's about. And the whole reason that they built the wall was for your prosperity, for peace in your life, for safety and security against an enemy that wants to destroy you. But you, in a rebellious spirit, start chipping at the walls of your life, complaining about those walls. And you get a little bigger opening and you see more and boy, they look like they're having fun over there now. And you keep working at those walls and you keep, and here's what you do. You eventually, you just get your little tool and you get a little opening in that wall. Just enough to sneak out. Can I now watch me? This is the most dangerous moment for some of you who've got a spirit right now that you're wondering, I, I don't know about this. They've, they've, they've got me to come here. They, uh, you know, 
they don't understand me. They don't understand those friends out there. They don't, I don't know why I'm here kind of thing. But here's a dangerous moment for you. You step out of the wall and nothing happens. Yeah, sometimes you thought that you stepped outside the wall and lightning would strike. You know, someone would be there instantly, the wall would close up on me, you know. No, you, you, you've chipped away at the wall and you stepped out and nothing happens. Now, wait a second. That is a false sense of security there, my friend. They're still the enemy. And here's what they'd like to do. They'd like, like, not like, excuse me, they'd like not only to get to your life, but anybody else you can convince to come out that wall with you. You see, the devil will even treat you well out here for a little while because the devil will always use you, but he'll eventually abuse you and he'll throw you away. But if he can, he'll let you get a little farther out to him and a little farther out. You see, well, I tell you what, it, it, it's tough fighting against the walls that mom and dad have put up there for you and your preacher have put up there for you. They can't even assail those walls. Can't do it. As a matter of fact, they lose a lot of people, I think, in attacking those walls. So wouldn't it be better if you could just coax the enemy outside the walls? Get closer to the camp over there? Wouldn't it just be easier if I could just somehow, hey, come on down. Sort of like Sam Ballot and Tobiah in their day. Hey, come on out off that wall, Nehemiah. Let's just talk and reason this out a little bit. Nehemiah, of course, proclaimed, and you'll hear it proclaimed, I'm staying on the wall. But, young person, you need to stay in that wall. That wall was built. That wall was built by loving parents, painstakingly, with prayer, and with a lot of tears behind it, saying, we've got to build a wall for our kids. It was built by a pastor, week in, week out, who's prayed for you. I, it meant something. It really did mean something. Preacher said, I'm praying. I prayed for you this morning, Brother Young. And what he said, you know what? He prays not just for me, but he prays for you and for you and for you. And your pastor back home is praying for you. Right. He's not here. He's praying for you. God just, 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 just touched their heart. Amen. Now, there's a few of you that are probably in a size a crowd this size. Even though you made it here, even though you've made it through Snowmageddon. <laughs> That's what we're at. That's what we call it around here. We're, this is big. Even though you've made it here, you still may be in your heart trying to get outside the walls. The enemy is there to destroy you, but he'll deceive you, and he'll coax you further and further than the camp. He'll even try to say, hey, go bring your friends. Yeah, look, look who else is out here. Yeah. Boy, this is a place of freedom. You're outside those walls of constraint. Those walls weren't for constraint. They were for safety and security. Your peace and your prosperity. Boy, there's nothing greater, young people, that I don't know if I can move those walls back. I need a little wider opening for me. Uh, but there's nothing greater than being inside these walls with God's blessing on your life. There is nothing better than that. Hey, by the way, before you, you just get wrapped up in the new and the excitement and that, you know, that latest uh, starlet or uh, fellow that comes on the scene and uh, you, all their excitement of their life. And just look at their predecessors and see the end of the pathway they're heading on. 
And today they're doing real well and everybody loves them and they're exciting. They're the talk of the town. But in 10 years they won't be. 20 years they won't be. But you find people who've been on the pathway for a long time in what I'm saying, in the walls and serving God in and on the walls, battling and battling on the walls that God has established for us in His Word. You won't find regrets at all here. Ask them. Ask, ask a Dr. Arnold, who we, the funeral he was referring to, uh, 101 years old, preacher of the gospel over 80 years. You ask him today while he runs around the streets of glory if he regrets staying in the wall. No. There's no regrets there at all. You ask that pastor, you ask those parents, you ask that youth worker who helped build those walls for your safety before you're convinced by some guy who doesn't care a lick about you outside that wall and say, well, I'll follow him because he's got personality, he's got fun, he's got pizzazz, he's got destruction, my friend. That's what he's got. So instead of chipping at the mortar of your wall, well, they just don't understand us. We're just a new generation. Look. I, I know this shocks you, but your parents were your age one time. I know this shocks you. We just didn't pop on the scene with gray hair and double chins. I mean, we just didn't do that. We've been there and we've faced some of those same temptations you are. But you know what? I thank God for the wall builders in my life. And I realized that those walls, though sometimes I wanted to push against them, sometimes I didn't even understand why that was there. Look, they build walls. And, and, and you know what? You grow up, you don't need explanation why sometimes. They just do it, right? There's a wall there. But they know better for you. They want what's best for you. I mean, we, we don't just build random walls to make your life confusing. And, oh, it's a maze. No. We build walls for protection, for safety, because we love you. You take that tool, where's that tool? And the tool would represent hours of prayer and love and sacrifice to build that wall. Boy, that seems like an extra high wall. It is, but my kids are precious. They need, they need protection. That seems like an extra thick wall, Brother Young. It sure is, but I love my girls. I want them to be pure, and I want them to be safe, and I, I want them to keep them away from the, from the old vicious wolves of the world that's anyone that wears pants and asks out them for a date and um <laughs> i'm ready for you fellas <laughs> oh i'm sorry sidetrack i want my boys minds to be pure i want our young people to be at the college i want that to be a place where it's a little bit of heaven on earth Oh, we're training. We've got to learn how to build walls. We've got to learn how to patch those walls up. By the way, I'm talking to maybe three, four, five, maybe six rebels in here. Can I, could, could I just say this one last time if you'll hear it? By the way, the Bible says this in Proverbs, a couple of verses I want to read to you, and then I need to close down. He, <clears throat> excuse me, he that hath no rule, Proverbs 25, 28. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down without walls. You chip away the integrity of that wall very long, and that wall won't hold up against an attack. 
Matter of fact, you chip away enough and you're just going to say, I'm done with it. I'm done. I'm done with all these. I'm just getting rid of it. You are now a defenseless city. And the devil has you at his whim. Oh, young people, don't tear down those walls. You may not understand them all, but don't tear them down yet. You'll understand them someday. And I can tell you this, they were built there for your safety, for your security against the devil who hates you. It's not your mom and dad. It's not your pastor. not your youth pastor who hates you. It's the devil who hates you, and he's seeking to destroy you. Well, Brother Young, that's not me. I don't have a heart of rebellion. I don't have a spirit. Can I tell you this? We all have a little bit of heart of rebellion in us. Because my worst enemy is not the devil or the world. It's my flesh. And if you feed that flesh, young person, I don't care what you look like today and how well you look and how many you amens you give us today and this year, one year from now, you could be destroyed outside that wall. So don't give in to those yearnings of the flesh. But feed the Spirit and recognize I'm not only going to embrace those walls or rejoice in the walls that mom and dad and preacher and youth pastor have built. I'm going to make them stronger. Amen. And I'm going to build. And I like like someone said, I think it was yesterday, we're not just building for my life, but I want to be the one that helps build walls for the next generation. Amen. Where are you at, young person, in your heart? Could I just echo one more time? Some of you, your youth pastor might be praying for you. Oh, God, this is it. This is what I wanted them to hear. There's another verse in the Proverbs that says, He that being often reproved, harden his neck, shall suddenly be, shall, excuse me, shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. Wouldn't that be a shame, young person, that if you heard another message trying to reach out and say, Don't go out the walls. And you say, but, but I like it outside the walls. Would that be the one that God says, that's it? They're out there. The devil's going to have to take care of them. Don't be destroyed, young person. Matter of fact, I'd have to think you're not there yet because you're listening here. You're here. You've gotten this far. Say, Brother Young, again, that's not me. We all have a tendency, so guard your heart. Guard your mind and recognize those walls that are in your life are there for your peace your prosperity, your safety, and your security. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the wall builders in my life. Thank you, Lord, for erecting the walls that keep us safe from harm in your word. Help us, Lord, to heed those. And I pray especially for the young people today. May they not be convinced by a a, a deceitful and hateful enemy that it's better to be outside the walls. But, Lord, may they recognize that those walls are there for their benefit. I pray you bless now. In Jesus' name, amen. Tremendous. You know, um, the most dangerous person is a person that's inside the walls telling folks that it really is not dangerous outside. And it concerns me today that it's not the young people, but sometimes it's the leader that says, you know, they've got some good music. We can tone it down a little bit, and I think we can use it inside the wall. You know, there's, there's some books out there. They've got some revolutionary ideas. You know, I'm not looking to be an innovator or a revolutionary person. I'm just looking to be an imitator of the Word of God and do what God says. You've got to be careful. And, and, and may I say, uh, leaders and men of God, we, we, we've got to be careful not to believe everything that's advertised even inside the wall. And, and, and I wish the only people we had to warn you of are those that are on the outside 
But, you know, you have to take a stand oftentimes even on the inside in your youth department, in your circle of friends. Oh, how we need to stand inside those great walls uh, that have been built. All right, Brother Davis. Brother Davis. Brother Davis. All right, Dr. you're next. Well, it's a blessing to have folks here today. Let me uh, say a word about the college. I wanted to take a few minutes and uh, talk about that. Of course, uh, tours will set up. Probably be easier if you wait until Friday to try and get out there. with us. It's supposed to stop snowing about noon today, and uh, by Friday it should be decent roads and everything getting out there. be set up to give you tours. 